0: This is the business breakfast with Owanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers. Very good morning to Craig Ullam, Chief Market Analyst at Oanda, who joins us this morning. Let's do the inflation numbers, first of all. Um, Years ago, we used to worry about inflation, didn't we? uh, Eroding the the, the world in which we live and all the rest of it. Um, Now, we welcome a bit of inflation because it does point to an economy on its way. Do you think we're due low inflation for a long, long time now? And dare I mention deflation? We'll come on to that, maybe.
1: Well, I mean, you don't necessarily want to crave something that could be so devastating if it returned in full force like it did in the the not too distant past. But I think we have been through more than a decade now where inflation just hasn't been a problem. And everyone feared that quantitative easing, massive money printing by central banks would stoke huge amounts of inflation. But that just hasn't materialized really anywhere in the developed world. Uh, and yesterday we just saw more examples of that. Obviously, we've had uh, the, the the pandemic, which has um, had a massive impact on it as well. Uh, and that's we've seen uh, slower inflation again across the the developed world, dropping to below one percent in many places, and that that trend is likely to continue, uh, particularly in the near term. The question is what the longer term impact of uh, Uh, of the pandemic is going to be in terms of deglobalization. Are people going to move their supply chains closer to home? Will that come at a higher cost? Will we see a higher cost from people taking more provisions because of the pandemic? And will that actually stoke higher inflation further down the road, something that we haven't actually seen for quite some time? Right now, we're seeing the lower side of inflation, which is good because central banks are having to be a lot more active. But that may not actually last too long, although this is one of the many things that are very difficult to predict as, as part of this pandemic.
0: And, and we should also um, nod to the unemployment figures as well, uh, which we didn't get a chance to talk about earlier in the week.
1: Yeah, exactly. The The unemployment rate actually held um, at 3.9%. But I think, again, we have to remember that the the fellow scheme is, have, is having a massive impact on this. Whereas in the US, the uh, unemployment rate has... F- risen sub- substantially because their effective furlough scheme really counts towards the unemployment data. It's not the same here. People who are on the furlough scheme are still temp- are still counting as uh, employed as far as the unemployment rate is, con- is considered. And the fact that the furlough scheme is continuing for the next couple of months means that that unemployment rate, at least over the next couple of months, it will only tick higher very slowly once those who are being made redundant uh, are done so. Um, but there's going to be people who are going to be made redundant who are currently furloughed, so it's just not going to count at this stage. Give this till September and we'll start to see that rate tick enormously higher. And you can see the the kind of evidence coming through in the other, de- in the other numbers as well, those claiming uh, benefits, uh, that you can see that these numbers are starting to filter through. So there's clearly and, going to be yeah. some big data ahead.
0: And a question for obviously not, not right now, but we should keep it in the back of our mind, shouldn't we? You know, what kind of jobs will there be for people to go back to? But that's may, maybe not something for um, today, right now. What new measures can we expect from the Bank of England?
1: So the Bank of England obviously meets today, and even prior to all of this data this week, it was expected that they were going to increase the quantitative easing program. They've exhausted pretty much the uh, the the, the bond-buying measures which they'd announced previously, the extra £200 billion. And ultimately, there's a flood of liquidity <clears throat> at this moment in time because the Treasury is having to raise so much more money to pay for all of these schemes which they have, uh, they have announced. Uh, therefore, the Bank of England is expected to announce the 100 billion today it could be up to 200 billion once again and this should enable interest rates to remain low in the UK and enable, um, enable them to continue to support businesses and households for that reason if they decided against uh, or, um, more bond buying over the next few months then you could see interest rates rise but just purely because the amount of uh, debt that's uh, filtering through to the market but I wouldn't expect that to happen central banks have been all too keen uh, to engage in more stimulus measures uh, in order to stop this pandemic turning into
0: something far more severe, and that's uh, that. That's a, a continuing loosening. As, as tightening is concerned, here's a move from the the nationwide, which is lending. Uh, is tightening its lending procedures. It's it's asking for um, it, it's 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 lowering the amount that it will actually lend on in terms of the value. So in other words, it's ninety five percent to now eighty five percent of the value of of a property. So if you're you're looking to buy a property for a hundred thousand, wherever that may be, um, you. Will now need 15,000 deposit as opposed to 5,000. That really is not going to help the housing ladder, to put it mildly, is it?
1: No, it's not. But I think it's probably essential at a time when people's creditworthiness is uh, maybe less reliable uh, uh, and less good than it has been uh, in the past. There's so many people now who will agree their their employment situation is far more fragile than it's been for quite some time. There's very few businesses that are actually doing well in, in this situation. And therefore, nationwide have to take that into account. So that's an increased risk as far as they're concerned. So by raising this, what they're effectively trying to do is reduce the risk um, in terms of those who that they are lending to we've all seen these uh, business loans that are going out at the mi- at the minute and the default rate that people are anticipating on them is much higher because of the pandemic and the economic consequences uh, that we're going to see this is nationwide acknowledging that that's not just true for business it's also true for consumers because of the level of redundancies that we're expecting
0: and in the broader world, a top trade negotiator in the United States, as we mentioned in the introduction to the programme, has said a deal with the trade deal with the UK is unlikely before the November elections. I mean, I think we probably could have written that script ourselves. But it's um, it is this, you know, a few sort of, you know, pre-negotiation strong arm tactics or a fact of life that uh, it really depends on actually who wins the US election.
1: I think I think it 's a fact of life at this point. I think that both sides really wanted it to happen. Uh, it would have been such a big win win for both sides. Donald Trump announced a trade deal with the u k so soon just ahead of the election campaign Boris Johnson being able to do so before the UK leaves the EU at the end of the year this would have been a massive coup for both sides but announcing a trade deal of that of that scale before the end of the year I mean it will be incredible if we do it with the EU to do a new trade deal with the EU and the US would have been quite an achievement even prior to the pandemic so yeah I think this is probably just acknowledgement that this, these things take a little bit longer I'm sure both sides will be keen to get it over the line not too long after uh, should Trump uh, remain in office uh, but I think this is probably just a bit of a dash of reality, if I'm honest. Craig Ellum, thank you very much indeed.
0: This is The Business Breakfast with Oanda on Jazz FM. Online trading, currency data, money transfers.